0: Brainwaves, hear the world differently. Tune in to
1: 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show. Giving voice to people with mental illness.
2: One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program, featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well.
1: Find us at 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental <laughs>
3: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brainwaves uh, on 3CR, 855 on your AM dial. Today in the studio, we have Brainwaves team members Kate and Mark and myself, Mark, on the panel, and we'll be talking today with Kate Chester, a counsellor from the Freedom from Tobacco program at Inner South Community Health Service, uh, about addressing smoking in the presence of mental health issues. So welcome, Kate. Hi, thank you.
1: So, Kate, um, it's quite. It could be quite confusing for the listeners because we've got, I guess, Kate M as an interviewer and Kate Chester as our as our guest. Um, look, Kate, to begin, um, could you tell us what is the significance of quitting smoking to someone with a psychiatric diagnosis?
0: Oh, look, there's there's many, um, but I think one of the most important ones is it um, can create a sense of agency for people with mental illness. Um, there's a lot of adjustments people have to make um, once they've had a diagnosis and when they um, are settled back at home it's a really good time for them to address smoking. Um, so I think it, what it do, it often reduces um, depression and anxiety so uh, a, a, it gives them some chance to take some control over some aspects of their mental health. I think when I talked to you, you had an experience yourself.
1: Something like sure. That. Um, look, I can I can speak to two of those two of those points. First of all, when I first saw you and we were getting to know each other, and I said, "Look, I can suffer from acute chronic anxiety at times, and it triggers smoking." You actually told me that. Um, stopping smoking reduces anxiety because the smoking itself is stressing out your body and your mind. And I didn't believe you. And because I had a myth, the the myth stuck in my mind that if I smoked, um, I could think a problem through, resolve an issue, calm down and relax. And it was only when I stopped smoking that I realised that you were absolutely correct, and my anxieties have gradually, my anxiety levels over time have gradually um, decreased. And also, um, look, one of the unexpected bonuses for me of quitting smoking was a sense of self empowerment and agency. I couldn't believe what a difference it made when I felt in control of my behaviours, you know, in control of my body and what I was putting in my body and in control of my finances with a lot more disposable income at my fingertips and um I just felt a sense of agency and control and my self-esteem increased
0: yeah that's a common experience that a lot of people say and I think it's also it's something what you say first too it's actually um deconstructing the myth around mental illness and smoking and that's a really big issue um still um we do yeah, I think most people that I do see actually say exactly what you say. Once they actually um, go forward and and um, try to give up smoking, they find that some of the symptoms actually really drop off, and then they are able to keep working with it and move forward.
2: And, Kate, you know, we know smoking is highly addictive and there are triggers around it. And most people who say, I tried to give up, but, you know, I went out for drinks with the girls or I had a cup of coffee or I had a nice meal. And the first thing I think of is a cigarette. And, you know, for those that smoke, I guess they know where I'm coming from. I mean, what advice would you give someone who really wants to give up? And, you know, they're $25 a packet now, so there's a big, mm-hmm. good reason for that. <laughs> Definitely. What advice would you give someone about triggers and all the other stuff?
0: Um, well, it's what you're trying to do is um, shift the associations and the triggers. So the more you can find out what's associated with your smoking, the more you know what you... When you know what you're dealing with, you know how to manage it. So a really good thing to do is make a, a journal for a day and write down what are the associations with smoking. Either they can be physical, um, just the addiction, the habit, um, emotional or... Yeah, just basically, it could be a, a habitual thing, but it could be something like coffee, drinking coffee, going, as you say, going out for a drink. So what you're trying to do is shift the patterns of routine, and that helps shift the associations. So if you have a cup of coffee, what you can do is try and have drink tea or make a ritual around drinking tea instead of a ritual of a cigarette and a coffee. So if you if you make a pot of tea, it's a nice ritual for the day, and you can go and get an aromatic tea from the The tea shop and make something like that. By the time you make that pot of tea and enjoy that smell and Uh um, aroma of the of the tea, it mm-hmm. actually will take the t- same amount of time as having a coffee and a sure. cigarette. Yeah, and
2: to Kate's point, I mean, if if you're in the mood for a cigarette, mm-hmm. and you know something might will trigger you, and it could be you know you're nervous or you're going into a meeting and you and you mm-hmm. immediately think I might speak for myself. You know, you, you, you need a cigarette to calm you down. Yeah, tell us about the science around that because we know it doesn't. Mm. Do, it does the opposite. Yeah, it yeah, makes more it's a,
0: it's a stimulant, so smoking feeds into your automatic... It, it speeds you up rather than slows you down. So something which is good to replace <clears throat> smoking would be mindfulness okay. and just doing breathing techniques. And it's amazing how many people don't know how to do that. So, I mean, anxiety affects lots of people and um, we all have that from time to time. So learning to try and calm yourself down through mindfulness is a, it's a, it's a new thing. You hear about it everywhere now. But it's actually... It's actually a very um, useful tool okay yeah yeah
1: actually speaking to that um, yeah kate you've really you've really reinforced for me several times that um, we can get caught up in the business of doing things and achieving things and we don't set time aside to care for ourselves um, and you've really reinforced the importance of mindfulness meditation with me, and I would say that Personally, one of the key things t- when you begin to look at quitting smoking, I think the diary is fantastic that increased my self awareness around my behavior and slowed me up and 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 the mindfulness in terms of um, self awareness being aware of what 's happening in my mind, my thoughts, emotions, my body mm-hmm. um, I've made that a, a a practice twice a day with with your um, support and um, stern talking to when I've <laughs> slipped away and said I don't have time. I couldn't do it, and I really got what you were saying about you can make time. It's it's a matter of it's an attitude to the self, isn't it, Kate?
0: Yeah. Um Look, smoking is very automatic, so what you're trying to do is shift things out of the um, automatic um, thinking program into uh, more of a slightly slower conscious thinking. So to do that, if you just do anything, even like putting an elastic band around a cigarette packet, what that can do is simply remind you um, of of what you're trying to do and it can slow you down and make you just reconsider what you're doing rather than doing it in a very automated way. So if you think of smoking and you smoke 30 cigarettes a day, that's a lot of practice if you've done it over 30 years. Mm. So to shift that, you have to make constructive ways around shifting those patterns.
2: And, Kate, the price of cigarettes, and we, we chatted before we came on air about that, and I remember a packet of uh, whatever was $8. I remember getting $2 change out of a $10 note. You get into a Woolies down here locally, they'd be $23, $24. Has that had any impact on people giving up?
0: Um, not really. I mean, people who are heavily addicted are stay addicted to smoking. I mean, it's um, unless they really address it, um, what it's done is actually made people more impoverished. So a lot of people who are smoking and on the pension, for instance, a lot of people now are um, buying less food and they're not buying medications. Um, they're preferring to, to buy cigarettes. So it, it's not really... It is affecting the community in some um, some areas and mainly people who can um, afford it. It's the, the people who can't afford smoking, mm. it's actually affecting them
1: the worst
2: Okay, so they're going without their meds or, or, or dinner. Yes,
1: yeah, that's correct. so they can smoke. Yeah, I know someone mm-hmm. who was doing that. Okay, sure. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I've got a, I, I, the question. I've been uh, I've been wa- uh, waiting to ask you. Um, there was an interesting article yesterday in the paper regarding um, a particular brand of medication that's on the market and its links mm-hmm. to suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that product was Champix. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Um, Yeah, look, Champex stops the desire for smoking. It affects the receptors in the brain, but it doesn't affect them all of them. It affects most of them. It increases the chance of giving up considerably. I think it's actually two-thirds. I can't remember the statistics exactly. But, look, it does help, but you need to be assessed correctly. So you need to make sure that you get proper support so... um, your doctor needs to make sure that it's the right medication for you some people with depression might be prone to those thoughts um, but it's really important the most important thing is to get assessed correctly and to make sure you get um, uh, counselling with the smoking at the same time um, if there's any side effects if people stop the medication the side effects stop straight away I mean the Often people think that it's them, but it's the medication that's the problem. So
2: So the the key is to to keep open communication with your doctor or your your pharmacist or
0: whatever. Yeah, and if it doesn't, um, there are a lot of myths around that medication and fears around it, actually. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there's been a big um, study that was done in America, I think, a couple of years ago, and they had 500 people who actually suffered from depression to take the medication and there was no one with suicidal thoughts that came out of that um, out of that research. I mean, initially when I first started this work, I work mostly with people with mental health illnesses, and I was very uh, skeptical about the medication myself, or very um, uh, careful about what you know, th- thinking about whether or not that was the right medication for people. But since I've been working there, I've seen a lot of really positive outcomes, but I've seen people who've had really bad results as well. So I think it's just be aware and be careful. Um, yeah, don't, yeah. yeah, look, I tried Champex.
1: Um, this is just speaking from my personal experience. Um, until I met Kate Chester, um, I had asked every medical professional I'd come across for the last 12 years or so to um, support me in quitting smoking. And I found consistently a lack of education and information around the smoking habit and quitting smoking amongst medical professionals and um i use i i was using champex and um i did have the bad side effects you know the darkening mood and the the bizarre dark thoughts and um i ended up at a psychiatric outpatients clinic they withdrew the champex um, because it was affecting my mood, and 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 straight away those symptoms went. But from personal experience, I would say that um, I would be really assertive in requesting um, the the counselling that Kate Chester's suggesting, and um, um, close monitoring and support. Um, I'd be assertive because your medical professional may not necessarily know um, very much about CHAMPEX
2: sure okay okay some people say they feel great when they give up other people say i don't feel any different mm. and is it just down to i mean you know how long does nicotine take to come out of your system and people say oh, i can smell better i can taste my food mm. now is that is that true is that, is um
0: i oh, look people f- most people feel fantastic when they give up because it's very oppressive and um, uh, nicotine is actually goes out of the body very quickly, so it's actually every 40 minutes. So, actually, being a smoker is a process of going in and out of withdrawal um, every 40 minutes. So, the whole process of smoking is like being on a boat, <laughs> going on and off a boat. So, it's very sort of roller coaster. Yeah. Um, so, just as far as a, a, your chemistry goes, and that's um, why people have that very high and low um, sensation with withdrawals.
3: Look, uh, look uh, perhaps we'll just uh, stop for a moment. I know Kate uh, Kate Milan has some uh, announcements she'd like to make, and after that, Kate, we'll perhaps move into a community service announcement as well.
1: Sure. Um, SMART is a research project looking at how electronic resources can support conversations between mental health consumers and workers. The project gives participants the opportunity to have eight face-to-face sessions with a facilitator using an iPad and the internet to talk about either mental health topics or other topics that are of interest. It's being led by Swinburne University in partnership with a range of clinical and community mental health services. If you're over 18, have experienced psychosis, and are interested in getting involved, please call 92145304 or email smartonline at swin.edu.au. And just one other um, announcement, Um, the Mental Health Foundation of Ghana is having a fundraising African dinner at the Northcote Town Hall, Um, Sunday the 26th of July 2015, 4 to 8 p.m., Tickets, full price are $100, concessions 75 family of four 275 group of six or more 510 Tickets include canapes, two-course meal and drinks.
3: Thanks, Mark. Righto, we'll be back with you listeners in a moment. Uh, here's a little little announcement from WIRE Women's Information Service. Is
0: something worrying you? Need someone to talk to? Having trouble at work or at home? Call WIRE Women's Information on 1300 134 130, Monday to Friday 9am to 5pm. Talk to a woman who cares. It's free and confidential Victoria-wide. You can talk to us about anything. You can also talk to us in your own language through our telephone interpreter service. So call WIRE on 1300 134 130 or visit wire.org.au. WIRE is a 3CR supporter.
3: Welcome back to Brainwaves on 3CR, 8.55am on the dial. Uh, Today we have Kate Chester, counsellor from the Freedom from Tobacco program at Inner South Community Health Service, talking to us about addressing the smoking issues in the presence of mental health issues. So we'll just get back into that conversation now.
2: Thanks, Mark. Kate, uh, look, I'll speak for myself again. A lot of people uh, start smoking because their friends did or they were just, you know at work and they duck out for a quick one. i don't know whether people intentionally go right I'm, I'm starting to smoke today but people then at the other end go right i'm going to stop you mm-hmm. know there's there's sort of no real thinking about starting but people really exactly. think about stopping i think it's a, sort of yes. a bit of a paradigm shift there so can, can you tell us how does it affect if i said to you right that's it today mm-hmm. how does it affect my life can you take us through that
0: yeah sure look i think um it's generally understood the quality of life increases by about thirty percent, particularly in the presence of mental um, health issues. Um, I'm talking about physical, um, emotional, um, psychological well-being, and financial, of course. So there's there's many dimensions to that. So overall, there's you can see at least thirty percent. I see it every every you know not every day because it not going every, gives up every day, but there's you know if. With nearly every client that I see it's a significant change so I mean financial gain is the obvious one the cost of cigarettes um, for people spending hundreds of dollars on cigarettes particularly if they're on a pension and um, physical health and energy people sleeping I mean people have told me had uh, stories of not being able to sleep for years and then being able to actually have a whole night's sleep um, sensory improvements so just like the sense of The basics of life, you know, the sense sense of smell and taste, being able to taste food properly. I mean, some of the stories people tell me of food that they've tasted, one man was telling me that he he thought that the the smells had changed in the city for the last 30 years because he had smelled things that he hadn't smelled. Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Or He thought the sense of the city actually smelt differently um, because his sense of smell had come back. So um, more energy. People, I can see their skin is cl- clearer, their eyes are clearer. They feel better in themselves and they feel empowered because they've overcome something oppressive that sort of taking control of them for years and years usually
1: yeah kate you said i i didn't i wasn't white-faced anymore (laughs) i walked into your office Mm -hmm. and you said you're pink
0: yes (laughs) yeah so i can see straight away when people have actually cut down to a significant level especially if they've been smoking one or two packets a day and with medications um there's uh, particularly clozapine and olanzapine, they're very strongly affected. The smoke itself affects the um, medication metabolism. So, if um, it's that's why it's really important to have your doctor in the picture if you're going to give up smoking because um, they're affected up to 70%. So, if you're um, on those medications, in the end, people can have those reduced a bit often. Because
2: they're sleeping pills, yeah?
0: No, they're medications for um, schizophrenia. So oh. for, yeah. Antipsychotics. Suffer- yeah. Right. So um, with those medications, particularly those ones, they're, um, they're in, um, affected by 70%. So
2: so they're less effective by 70% yes. for, so, for people who smoke. Exactly.
0: Wow. So people have actually, I've seen where they've... Um, had so much better control, um, or the medications have been able to control their mental health so much better because they've stopped smoking. So they feel better empowered because they've taken control of something, but also their medications have actually been able to control hallucinations and things better So because clozapine is often um, a last-line medication. So um, yeah, it's not something oh. you can, it's good if you can have less of that. You know, But it's something mm-hmm. that the doctor would obviously mm-hmm. be controlling. So it is really important to um, be in touch with your doctor and let them know what what, what you're doing if you're taking those medications okay. particularly.
1: And, Kate, one thing I've noticed um, while I was smoking a pack a day until the beginning of this year, um, if I got a cold, it would turn into four to six weeks of bronchitis and complications. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of colds you know this this autumn winter, and they don't hang around yeah well they it, they don't become serious issues, and I just feel so grateful that you know I'm not going to get majorly ill for a long time,
0: yeah, well, it definitely does affect um the lungs and the, uh, does the, it affect the immune system it affects everything part of the body actually, so yeah it does.
2: So when you say effects, does it damage if and do they, they come good or, or, or do well, they s- not? Well, there's some
0: symptoms, some things that can be reversed. So if there's emphysema, da- um, permanent damage, then it can't be reversed. But there's still things that some can be reversed. There's small, um, something called cilia in the bronchi, so they uh, it's like a natural cleaning mechanism. It gets the um, mucus and... Uncut of the lungs, and so they get actually um, paralysed when people smoke. And often people start to cough a little bit when they give up, right. and then um, that's because they're actually working again, okay. and they start to clean out the lungs properly. Yeah. yeah so there is there's a lot of lot of um, <clears throat> things can be reversed. Some things can't, but it really depends on how much someone's been smoking and mm. how long they've been smoking. Mm. So there's no real
2: yeah. And would it. Someone said to me, "If you smoked five cigarettes a day for ten years, it'd be mm-hmm. harder to give up than a pack a day for two years."
0: Mm, no, it's all, it's all it's a complex thing smoking. It's, mm. It depends. Sometimes it's actually harder for people to give up when they only smoke one or two a day. Actually, oh wow, okay, because it's easy to justify.
2: Okay, mm.
1: so just depends on the person, really. Sure. Mm. And Kate, um, just to wrap up, could you tell us what your top three tips are for someone intending to quit now?
0: Um, I'd make inquiries about getting support. So that's the most important thing that, any kind of support. So, a psychiatrist, doctor, like family, anyone that your friends who've given up smoking, just really. Um, talk to other people who've given up smoking. The second thing would be to make a list of um, self-care strategies that you can do straight away that can um, eventually take over smoking, what it it represents. So it might be doing some mindfulness exercise or things like that, Or um, to start to do that. And the other thing would be to start to put some boundaries that are achievable around smoking behaviour. So don't set yourself up for failure. Do things like, even if it's smoking outside the house, if you smoked inside the house all the time, just stop just, just something small that you can achieve so that you don't feel like you're constantly failing when you're trying to give up smoking bit by bit.
1: And, Kate, you finally, you had some contact numbers for us.
0: Um, yeah, so um, Quit Victoria actually can give a list of counsellors or they also have online counselling and other types and that's um, 137848. And um, in the south, we see people who are li- um, in the city of Stonington and Port Phillip. You have to be living in that area, though, to come and see us.
3: Okay. Well, look, uh, that's all the time we have today. But we'd just like to thank Kate Chester for coming in to speak with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, uh, listeners, you can listen to podcast of our show at 3cr.org.au and iTunes, of course. Send us feedback, thoughts, or just get in contact, especially if you have a story, suggestions, or a topic you'd like to share. You can email us at brainwaves at myfellowship.org, that's m-i-fellowship.org, or post to brainwaves at 3CR Post Office Box, 1277 Collingwood, Victoria, 3066. So thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next Wednesday afternoon at 5pm for another exciting episode of Brainwaves. Uh, next we'll, uh, the next show on will be Renegade Economist, but in the meantime I'll just slip on a song particularly for Kate Higgins. Uh, it's by a local woman called Courtney Barnett and it's called Depreston. Thanks a lot and see you next time. Cheers.
2: You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR
0: in Melbourne, Australia.